The blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Your hosts, Adam and John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no holds barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, John Spees. I'm your co host, Adam Spees. And today we are continuing yet another episode from our round of 32 in our TTT patron tournament. In one corner, he'll hit you with some explosive knowledge. It's bombastic Josh Bomback. <laughs> Josh, welcome back to the show. We'll remind the folks at home who you are and a little bit about you. Yeah, Josh Bomback from St. Paul, Minnesota. Um, I'm involved in a podcast myself with a crew of, I think we're at nine, roughly. Yeah, I don't know. The number seems to change at times with uh, the Benchwarmer Trivia Podcast, uh, Sports Trivia. Um, we try to have more fun than being smart about sports trivia at least some of us um you've had on some of our rock stars so uh but you know we'll we'll, we'll this general trivia stuff and like in nostalgia trivia we'll, we'll we'll see how well i do this time i didn't fare very well my first time on but uh but yeah all right and in the other corner the sporters motorheads geeks sluts bloods wastoids dweebies and dickheads all think he's a righteous dude it's Brian Say Ferris Harris. Hey, I like that. <laughs> That's <was> pretty good. <laughs> Brian, remind us uh, who you are and a little bit about you. Uh, my name is Brian Harris. I'm from uh, Hartford, Connecticut. I um I recently started running a, a trivia company, Bar Rated Trivia Entertainment. I am now the vice president of operation, which is awesome. Um, and in the meantime, I bartend, I do voiceover work, and I just do a lot of cool. <laughs> Oh, I can't say that. <laughs> we'll bleep it. We'll bleep it. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, let's learn how to play the game. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. All right, before we get started, I, of course, want to know our contenders just a little bit better. And gentlemen, since this episode is going to be airing sometime around in April and we'll be getting close to Easter, I want to know, what is your favorite Easter candy? Oh, okay. And I, I say candy, but I I mean treat. You know, Easter treat. Easter sweet. Oh man. Um, I personally have to go with the, like the traditional. Like I like a lot of the new stuff that's coming out, but I can't say it's my favorite. But I have to go with the traditional hollow chocolate bunny. Bite off the ears, uh, put some milk inside of it, and drink it, and eat the rest of the bunny. Is that a thing? 
Do people actually do? I'd never heard of that. That is so a nice use it's, of the of the holiday. But like it's no, it's it's one of those things that like I was I was like a crafty kid, so and I loved milk and chocolate, and that was like a no brainer. I also, um, not if kids are listening to this, do not do this on a constant basis. Um, <laughs> do not put M Ms in a bowl and milk and eat it like cereal <laughs> consistently, or maybe just a cup. For Try a it snack. once. Yeah. Oh, I wish I had some. <sighs> I have, I have, I have <laughs> uh, I I don't I have a I don't eat a lot of different candies and treats and stuff, but I have a um, a, a spot that I like. If I see a Reese's peanut butter cup, I can't n- not eat it. So I'd have to go with the Reese's uh, peanut butter egg. Okay, just you know the old just the standard. That's the one you have them. I'm eating them. All right. Better in mind if you ever invite me over to your house and you have them, I'm going to eat them. Well, for me, uh, there is only one answer, and that is the Cadbury cream egg. Oh, oh, my yes. absolute oh, favorite. Those are amazing. Oh, oh, oh. If, they, if they were around all year round, I would probably be 7,000 pounds, and I'd be happy I, oh, in that moment. Oh, Brian, I'm with you here. I, yeah, oh. I, I do, and I do remember you guys talking about it. I do definitely remember that, but it's like... Oh wow! Did I put that out of my memory purposely? Did that hurt me? I'm, I'm not I'm willing to, to throw that answer out. To <laughs> no, no, I don't understand first. how people can't like them. They're amazing. Oh, they're the caramel delicious. ones? Cool. No, no, no. no. The, the, it has to be the cream. The, the cream, cream one, not the caramel uh, ones. No, 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 no. no but no. between the two, I am absolutely nostalgic for that chocolate bunny. So yeah. Brian's gonna get picked first in round one. Yeah. Chocolate Bunny was my nickname in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, but for a different reason. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Um, all right, I get to pick first. Yes, sir. Let's go with um, since I'm wearing a music T-shirt, let's go with music. All right. Your decade is the '50s. <laughs> okay. Ricky Nelson's "Poor Little Fool" was the first to top what magazine ranking on August fourth, nineteen fifty-eight? A magazine from 1958. Can you repeat the the name of the song? Poor Ricky Nelson's "Poor Little Fool." I am going to say a magazine. I'm gonna make it up. American Bandstand Music Magazine. <laughs> not, not usually good to go with a made up magazine for, <laughs> for an answer. Well, it's better than guessing something and giving him a leeway into. Something. Yeah, fair. Uh, American Bandstand Music Magazine, unfortunately, is incorrect. Josh, can you steal? The Billboard or Billboard Hot 100? or I will give it to you. The Billboard Top 100. Wow. That okay. was around back then? That's I didn't know exactly what it was called. I just knew that was. You're that giving that, that one to me, huh? Yay. Yeah, that was a magazine either. I used to work at a uh, store that's no longer around called Media Play, and we would always have <laughs> Billboard magazines in the employees' uh, break room. To okay. read that had all the rankings for the week. Hmm. All right. Well, we're starting off with a steal, and now Josh gets to pick his own category. Let's go television. TV. And your decade is the 2000s. Don't be a freaking skin job and name this 2004 to 2010 sci-fi remake starring Edward James Elmos. That would be Battlestar Galactica. That would be Battlestar Galactica. All right, Brian, let's get some points on the board. What category do you want? Uh, let's go with movies. Okay. I'm sorry, man. You're going back to the 50s. <laughs> I, I might fare better with a movie than this. Okay. Audrey Hepburn 
starred as what titular character in a 1954 film about a playboy who falls in love with the daughter of his family chauffeur and not surprisingly about an adolescent Wiccan? Uh, Sabrina. Sabrina is correct. Oh. All right. Back to Josh. Now let's do sports. Okay. Benchwarmers trivia surprise. <laughs> and uh, we're staying in the 50s. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's how the dice are rolling. Name this catcher who won three American League MVPs in the 50s, was elected to the Hall of Fame in 1972, and was known for his isms. Oh, that'd be Yogi Berra. Oh. That would be Yogi Berra. I actually would have got that right. (laughs) All right. All right. Back to Brian. Toys and games. Toys and games. And we're going to be in the 70s. Let's take our doubly ravenous river horses and play this game released in 1978 by Milton Bradley. Oh, Hungry Hungry Hippo. Hungry Hungry Hippos is correct. Uh, that's a good one. That's a good question. Thank ravenous you. seahorses. <laughs> that's really clever. It, it stumped me for a second, but then. Yeah. I'm yeah, hip, hippo is like Greek for. River horse, yeah. River horse, mm-hmm. seahorse, something like that. Yeah, that's that's being too too smart. <laughs> I didn't watch being brought on a smart podcast here. We have to like, <laughs> don't worry, it, it doesn't happen very long. often. Yeah. All right, Josh. So, uh, let's go news and politics. All right. And your decade is the '60s. Mm. Lyndon B. Johnson became president in 1963 after the assassination of JFK. He had no VP through the remainder of that first term. But who was his vice president during his second term from 1965 to 1969? His president, huh? <sighs> it's Obama. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, I mean, this is something I probably should know, but I, I, I don't have it in my brain. So I'm just going to you know pass and not try to. If anything. All right, Brian, can you steal? I'm going to say a political figure that wasn't the first black president. Let's go with Gerald Ford. Ford is also incorrect. I was looking for Hubert Humphrey. Hubert Humphrey. Oh, I know that name yeah. from something. I didn't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I, I thought he was earlier. Well, well no, what, no what category I'm giving you next round. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, now you got to pick what you want for this round. Oh, uh, let's go with fashion. Okay. Mm. Interesting. And Come it's on. the 2000s. All right. We're good. Best known for its classic sheepskin boots. What brand reported sales of you? Uh, what brand reported sales of $689 million in 2008? Uh, Tom Brady would be so proud of me. Uggs. Uggs is correct. <laughs> he, he rocked them well, didn't he? Yeah. That's why he's a goat, because he loves them sheepskins. <laughs> That's right. That's why, right? Yeah. Sure, no. we'll go with that. He didn't do anything else. No, nothing. All right, Josh. Uh, let's go food. I like food. Food. Fresh from the 2000s. Mm. Mm, fresh. Ish. <laughs> All right. Fresh. Here's to hoping either of you are foodies. Meaning in or of itself in Latin, what restaurant was opened in 2004 by Chef Thomas Keller in New York City? 
It earned three Michelin stars, making Keller the only American chef to earn multiple three-star ratings. Yeah, John went to culinary school. He sometimes will throw out these high-end stuff. It's, you know, I'll do the cereal questions. <laughs> He'll do the, uh, <laughs> the uh, real, the real uh, stuff. Can, can you repeat that one time? I'm not sure it's going to help me. But... Sure. Meaning, in or of itself, in Latin, what restaurant was opened in 2004 by Chef Thomas Keller in New York City? It earned three Michelin stars, making Keller the only American chef to earn multiple three-star ratings. I have no idea. Not not even a clue. I can't even come up with something you know, funny to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian, can you steal? Oh, man. I'm not that bad with food, but um, I, I, can only, I can only think of one that's like a really big restaurant, and I think it's named after the creator, but I, I don't think it's Latin for that. But I'm going to go with Nobu. Nobu is named after the creator and does not mean yeah. that in Latin. So that is incorrect. No. Uh, I am looking for per se. <gasps> hmm. oh, within in itself, yeah. I uh, I don't know Latin. I'm afraid. All right, Brian. All we have left is uh, literature and slang. Which one do you want to keep for yourself? Oh, we're gonna do slang. All right. And it's the '60s. Among the many ways to say cool. What far-out phrase was used to express the implicit cool factor of a thing, person, or situation? Baby, everything is uptight. Out of sight. Out of sight is correct. Baby, everything is all right. Uptight, out of sight. Oh, Very good. You got the hint. Oh, boy. Leaves uh, literature for Josh. Adam, what's our uh, decade going to be? And your decade is the 70s. Considered one of the most valuable comic book issues from the 70s, bub, The Incredible Hulk number 181 is best known for the premiere of what character? Wolverine. Wolverine yeah. is correct. <laughs> oh, yep. I knew that one. There's a little bit of a hesitation. I was like, oh my God, is he not going to get it? But you totally got it. <laughs> oh, at, first, a- at first I was like, is he re- does he want me to come up with, I can't remember the big guy's name, you know, like the, yeah. the one he calls bub, in, oh, at well. least in the movie. <laughs> And then he's like, did you call me Blob? That's where my brain oh, first oh, went. I was like, guy. wait a minute. No, no, no. no, no. That's, that it's not going to be that obscure. <laughs> oh, my God. That movie is awful. <laughs> that is the end of round one. Adam, what is our score? Yes, we are all tied up. It is Ooh. neck and neck. Both Josh and Brian have 40 each going into round two. All right. Well, Brian got to pick first in round one. That means, Josh, you get to pick first in round two. What category do you want to give to Brian? Well, let's give Brian literature. <laughs> I was going to do the same thing to you. <laughs> oh, and it's your favorite decade, the 50s. Woo. All three of what author's most famous works, Go Tell It on the Mountain, Notes of a Native Son, and Giovanni's Room, were published in the 50s. Oh, my God. I am blanking. Oh, my God. James Baldwin. James Baldwin is correct. Oh, my, why could I not remember his name, dude? Black gay icon. Uh, all right, Brian, what category do you want to give to Josh? Um, Let's give Josh fashion. All right. And your decade is the 70s. All right, this question is brought to us by Jody Steele. Thank you, Jody. Inspired by designs from Mexico, this style of shirt popular in the 70s featured long bell sleeves or short cap sleeves, 
loose-fitting cuts and embroidery, usually in a floral pattern. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say that one more time. Once again, it's not going to help me, but... Inspired by designs from Mexico, this style of shirt, popular in the 70s, featured long bell sleeves or short cap sleeves, loose-fitting cuts and embroidery, usually in a floral pattern. No clue. Let's just go with puffy shirt. Puffy shirt (laughs) is incorrect. Brian, can you steal? You look like a pirate. I don't want to be a pirate. (laughs) Oh, I I know the shirt you're talking about. I can see it in my head. I have no idea what the name of is it inspired by. Can you please repeat it? (laughs) Sure. Inspired by designs from Mexico, this style of shirt popular in the 70s featured long bell sleeves or short cap sleeves, loose fitting cuts and embroidery, usually in a floral pattern. Um, Let's say a senorita shirt. Senorita shirt is also incorrect. This was an absolute tough one from Jody. They were called peasant blouses. Peasant. That's the first time I've ever heard that term. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. Well, we like to educate here on Throwback Trivia Takedown. and <laughs> I won't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> just going to point that out there. That's, that's in and out of my uh, trivia you need, mind You bank. need to make space for all that sports knowledge you need. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, now I believe Josh is picking for Brian. Mm-hmm. Let's go food. Okay. And your decade is the 80s. This celebrity chef proved he really can cook when he started his signature PBS cooking show in 1982. Name, God, the name Juan. I'm going to say Juan. Juan is incorrect. Josh, can you steal? Uh, Can you repeat it, please? Sure. This celebrity chef proved he really can cook when he started his signature PBS cooking show in 1982. I have no idea who was on PBS. He really can cook. Uh, Emerald Lagasse. Emerald Lagasse is also <laughs> incorrect. Brian, you were on the right it track. Was, I remember, like, Juan can cook. It I is remember hearing that. Yan. Yan can cook. Uh, Martin Yan. Uh, Martin Yan was the celebrity chef. Yan can cook. All right, all right. That sounds more familiar. You were on the right track, just didn't quite get there. My W looked like a Y in my head, or my Y looked like a W. I don't know. <laughs> Damn dyslexia. <laughs> Damn you straight to hell. All right, Brian, what All category right. do you want to give to Josh? Um, let's give Josh music. All right. The decade is the 90s. What are the first names of the Gallagher brothers from the band Oasis? And I do need both names. Noah and Liam. Noah and Liam is incorrect. Brian, can you steal? Um, I'm going to say, <laughs> God, I can only think of Gallagher the Melon Smasher. And I know it's not <laughs> Frank Gallagher. Um, let's say, uh, oh, you know, I heard you, right? <laughs> I'm going to say Noel, Noel, and Liam. Liam and Noel is correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I had to put that out there that you said that. You know, I don't care. Loud. That's all right. Well, listen, I'm winning the shirt, buddy. So <laughs> I'm not. Even if I were to win this round, I'm not winning the shirt. So, uh, yeah, you're, oh, Josh, if I heard you, I was like, oh, no. That's it. I, I, now everything's done. I'm gone. I'm not going to answer anything right now. I, I honestly was just going to guess two random Irish names. Yeah. Because. <laughs> Uh, well, they're not Irish. They're actually English. 
<laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, they're from Manchester, England. Well, Liam Gallagher is just... Manchester, England, England. Oh, I'm on tilt, so... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're oh, like, what? So, it's not Noah? <laughs> I'm all in. Uh, You're close. Right. So close. Adam, I'm already lost. Where are we at? Uh, uh, well, Brian picking... just got the steal, so now Josh has to pick for Brian. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the tilt The tilt is full. Um, let's right. go news and politics. All right. And the decade is the 70s. On April 3rd, the 1974 super outbreak occurred in the U.S., killing a total of 330 people and producing 148 what? The second most in a 24-hour period. Repeat that, please. Sure. On April 3rd, the 1974 super outbreak occurred in the U.S., killing a total of 330 people and producing 148 what? The mo- the second most in a 24-hour period in history. Um, I, that's, I hope it's not an STD. That's just that's a that's a lot. <laughs> Especially for one person. (laughs) (laughs) The most of what? Um, So many words going through my head that aren't going to work. Like invalid, um, (laughs) paraplegics. No. Um, Gosh. I can't think. Wow. Let's say. I can't think logically here. The most what? The most. The most. God, dude. Uh, oh, dude. Rashes. Rashes is incorrect. Josh, can you steal? I've caused a lot of rashes in my day. I can tell you. <laughs> More than 144. I, I think I think the answer you're looking for is tornadoes. Tornadoes is correct. Okay. Oh, it I, took me a while. I, I needed that second reading to kind of parse some of the kind of where you were going. and. Mm-hmm. 148 tornadoes in one 24-hour period. Wow. That's a lot. Second most in history. Hmm. I think I was thinking along the lines of like an epidemic. And right. Stuff like yeah. Well, the word epidemic. outbreak is definitely deceiving there. Outbreak, yeah. yeah. Exactly. I was going to guess blackouts. Maybe there was just like a whole bunch of uh-huh. blackouts, but uh, that's tough. That was All a tough right. one. Well, Josh good, good got grab. the steal. So now, Brian, you got to give him a category. And left, we have movies, TV, toys and games, sports, and slang. Since uh, he you gave me an answer, let's give you sports. Okay. In the interest <laughs> no, of fairness, <laughs> as, as Vince McMahon would say. By the way, it's not the first time I've given somebody an answer <laughs> on a podcast, so it won't be the last either. And your decade is the 2000s. In a 2005 game against Purdue, what coach got their 880th win, passing Dean Smith as the winningest coach in NCAA basketball? One more time, please. In a 2005 game against Purdue, what coach got their 880th win, passing Dean Smith as the winningest coach in NCAA basketball? See, now that you're, it's screwing with my brain because it's 2005, right? So mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that they still necessarily are. That's where it's uh, – I don't know if he's had it for that long, but I'm going to say Mike Krzyzewski. Mike Krzyzewski Mike is incorrect. Yeah, I didn't. Oh, Brian, man. can you steal? Especially after last night, I was like, um, John Chaining. John Chaining is also incorrect. Adam, do you know this no. one? Is this the uh, like the, the UConn uh, female basketball coach? And I don't know who the name, what the name is, but that's Gino Oriyama. Uh, no. 
No, because okay. you said men's basketball. Well, he, no, he just said NCAA. I did not. He said NCAA. I just said NCAA, and Adam had the right instinct. It is the coach of the Tennessee Lady Vols, Pat Summit. Oh, Pat Summit. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. right in that. That's perfect timing. Yeah. Pat yeah, that was just absolutely perfect timing. UConn was later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also, I against, like, my brain was first going, like, Bobby Knight. But I'm like, I don't, because I was thinking Big Ten, because yeah, Purdue was like, oh, it could have been out of conference. I was all over the place. So. Yeah. All I think Coach right. K was a good guess, so. Yeah. No points there, but I believe, Josh, you are now picking for Brian. Slang. Okay. Your decade is the 50s. Oh, geez. <laughs> Are you slang in the 50s? <laughs> I, I know the word dame was used a lot. <laughs> and, uh... What dark forward rhyming phrase refers to when something's guaranteed to be a success? Wait, dark forward rhyming phrase? Mm-hmm. Refers to when something's guaranteed to be a success. It's not that. Jeez, Brian. Um, in my head, I'm thinking of like Tony Stark's dad with like a cigarette and talking like, like Clark Gable. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a, oh God, four word dark rhyming. Oh God, I don't want to say that because you use dark. It's not sure. I'm going to pass. Okay. Josh, can you steal? You repeat it one more time. Sure. What dark forward rhyming phrase refers to when something's guaranteed to be a success? I got nothing. Again, no. right. Nope. Told you I was on tilt. I got right. my brain is fully empty well, completely. Dark here does not refer to the mood, but refers to literally the lack of light. This was made in the shade. Got me made in the shade. Ooh, boy. That's a good one. But okay. shot in the dark kept coming in my head. I was like, that is not guaranteed <laughs> ever. Oh man, made in the shade. Oh, that's a really good one. All right. <laughs> Who's next? <laughs> uh Brian is picking for Josh. All right. Who's next? Um, what do I have left? I'm sorry. Left movies, TV, toys, and games. There you go. Yeah. Movies, TVs, toys, and games. Let's do uh, let's give him uh, movies. Okay, and your decade is the 70s. What Carrie actress was the set dresser for Brian De Palma's Phantom of the Paradise? Oh, God, what is her name? Um, one more time, please. Just... What Carrie actress was the set dresser? For Brian De Palma's Phantom of the Paradise. What is her name? What is her name? Oh, Sissy Spacek. Sissy Spacek is correct. <laughs> nice. Nice. Cool. I, I, could, I would not have put her name. Like, I, her face was just, like, right there in my mind. Yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. Now, what's what's her name again? Yeah. All right. Josh, left we have TV and toys and games. What do you want to give to Brian? And- no, let's... Uh... Let's give him toys and games. Toys and games. And it's the 80s. Okay. Name this urban development game for PC developed by Will Wright in 1989 that spawned numerous spinoff games, including one that was placed 31st on Time's The 50 Best Video Games of All Time list. All right. So I was a big toy player in the 80s. This is 80s question? Mm -hmm. Uh, Just repeat that you said the year this came out. It came out in 1989. Okay, it's the end of the 80s. I feel better about it now. I'm going to say SimCity. SimCity is correct. Okay, yeah, because I was like, I was playing that, but I'm pretty sure it was the early 90s, but, I mean, you know, I wasn't exactly buying it when it was on the shelf. Like, as soon as it came out, Mom, can we get SimCity? (laughs) (laughs) Sweet. I'm learning something sweet. I still play that game. 
I mean, it was good. It was solid. I like SimCity, but my the current game that I'm playing, which is similar to SimCity, is called City Skylines, and it is a That's, much yeah. superior version I, to SimCity. It is way better. See, I was I was of those type. I liked Dino Park Tycoon and Roller Coaster Tycoon. Roller Coaster Tycoon. <laughs> You'd make yeah. more trash cans than kids are throwing up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the bathroom's too far. So good. All right, we are left with the TV for Josh. Adam, what's All our right, decade got- going to be? Let's give him TV. Let's give, okay, let's give him TV. And it's uh, also the 80s. All right. Ooh. What future James Bond spent five seasons playing the assumed identity of Remington Steele? Why am I blanking on names today? It's the tilt. It, it might be. It might be. Oh, it's Pierce Brosnan. It, it is Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> Seriously, these uh, it is the tilt. I swear to God, it's stupid Noel. <laughs> just I'm my brain is just scattered right now. Well, All right, that is the end of round two. Adam, what is our score going into the final round? Well, full tilt or not, uh, you're still doing just fine. You guys are all tied up just oh my as God, you still. were. It is still it is seventy to seventy. All Ooh. right. Well, Adam, I'm going to need a, uh, a randomizer to fi- figure out who's going to get to pick category first, please. Sounds good. Uh, since uh, Brian picked first, he'll be odds. And it is a three. So, Brian, you get to pick the first category. Ugh, so much pressure. Let's go with let's go with Toys and Games. Okay. And the decade will be the 60s. All right. And, Josh, what category do you want? Let's go sports. Sports. That decade will be the 90s. All right, gentlemen. So based on 60s toys and games and 90s sports, please write down your bids. This is for a t-shirt. It's got a this is for a t-shirt. <laughs> Just think of that sweet t-shirt because, uh, yeah, you know what? Let's, let's, let's announce it, John. The winner of the 2022 patron tournament, we're going to make uh, an official T-shirt for the winner. <laughs> I we're pressured you into it. I love it. You did. <laughs> right. this is a, you know, we could, maybe if we did a big batch, we could do a 2022 patron loser shirt for everyone else. And Janet wow. said, <laughs> patron tournament loser. Do you need us to send this to you or do you? Is this a no, trust we, tr- thing? We, we trust, trust you guys. You. I'm still, uh, God, yikes. It's Because we're both tied up, so it's like, there's no like, there's no like real strategy other than like confidence, and I'm lacking that. So, <laughs> okay, all right, you can go. All right, here is your '60s toys and games question. In an attempt to capture the joys of a 2D cartoon in an inherently 3D form, Hank Kramer invented what dolls characterized by their bright long hair and pseudo two-dimensional state of being? And your, you said 90s sports, right, Adam? Yes. 90s sports question. In an attempt to boost attendance at its minor league baseball games, the Palm Springs Suns invited fans to attend their July 8th, 1996 game wearing what? Nothing at all. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just good old stupid sexy Flanders. Literally the only thing I could think of was nothing. <laughs> I could only think of nothing. Adam, did you do your thing already? No, I haven't done my thing. Okay. It's time to do my thing. Everybody, go check out Benchwarmers podcast. I'm going to tell you guys because this is a fantastic show. I'm a patron of them. 
Um, it doesn't matter how angry Josh gets on this episode. I still love them. <laughs> and they're a fantastic show. Uh, Brian is not doing a podcast, but go check out his own show when you are in the area, wherever he lives. And I can't remember if you mentioned- for Connecticut. Hartford, Connecticut. When you go over to Hartford, uh, go check out his trivia company. Thumbs up, soldier. I'm good. All right. Let's find out our answers to the questions. Brian, what were your answers? Uh, the first one I said, I was not sure about this. I could only think of um, treasure trolls. And the Palm Springs one, I was I was going through everything like, what would you? What could you wear to a baseball game? They're like, I want to see more people doing that. And I was like, they didn't have cell phone cameras. It wasn't like anything like that. So I said, it's Florida bathing suits. All right, and Josh, the the doll that came to mind, especially with the two D. I think there was something called a flatsy doll. I'm hoping that's what that is. Um, and I think that Brian was actually onto something when he was joking a little earlier. I think the gimmick was to show up wearing nothing all right well let's find oh, out the answers to the questions yeah i just uh, saying that to just because the oh. stupid sexy flanders <laughs> <laughs> all right for toys and games the name of the 2d cartoon dolls was flatsy wow holy moly that, one. that was a good one it's somewhere in this recent maybe i needed that <laughs> tilt to shake things around a bit <laughs> And in an attempt to boost attendance, the Palm Springs Sun invited their fans to wear nothing at all. Oh, it really was <laughs> naked. Wow. Which, incidentally, was actually canceled two days before the actual event because of uh-huh. uh, people complaining. See, I would have gone with with bathing suits as well because bikinis, you know, people out with that would have gotten people interested too. But wow. I, so I have the St. Paul Saints, which they're a minor league squad now, but they were an independent league. They always just do wacky things, and some of yeah. them are really off the wall, mostly for promo to get mm-hmm. name out there. So yeah. to throw something out like show up in the nude is absolutely something one of these minor league teams would do. And it's <laughs> is that does that happen to minor league or is that just slime? Oh, I don't think anybody's done that. No, is I don't. Well, that, no, that, well, that's yeah. Just oh, yeah. this is just a this is just oh, okay. yeah, We have we have the Hartford Yard Goats. <laughs> yeah, that's the trivia question. What is a yard goat? Yeah, I, yeah. I've seen their hats. I almost bought one. Yeah, with the goat the, yeah. looks like it's got a blunt in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty fitting for Hartford, actually. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's find out what our final score is going to be. Brian, how much did you wager? <laughs> so I had seventy points, and I said, "There's no better bet than I can do than." 69 69 ah! dude <laughs> all right and josh how much did you bid um for uh for marcus on our podcast um if anybody is uh, familiar with him i also wagered 69 <laughs> <laughs> so, so we i'm been glad we didn't end up in a tie at one that's who uh, was all right. Well, Adam, do the math and tell me what is our final score. Well, that would have been epic if you both got it and you made it both made it, but we went the opposite directions because Brian did not make his Because that's what a 69 is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think if you guys know. Went, throwing that out there. <laughs> it's been a while. I will say that. It's been a while. All right. Uh, that's too but, much information. That's a mouthful. <laughs> with a score of 139 to 1. 
Josh is the winner and continuing on the tournament. <laughs> All right. Yikes. Congratulations, Gosh, you, can, you can just send me that t-shirt when you get it. <laughs> By the way, I'm not getting to the t-shirt. <laughs> I'm still not getting the shirt. All right. Uh, Gentlemen, that was a fantastic game. Thank you so much for being on. Uh, Adam, let, let us know who is Josh going to be playing against? Yeah, Josh is going to be oh. playing uh, the winner of uh, the Nathan McQuinn, Drew McClurg episode uh, that has not come out or been recorded as of yet. Uh, but yeah, we'll find that one out. And yeah, so we will see. All right. It's exciting. Well, Josh, we might hear from you at that episode or not. We'll see how you do. <laughs> but- still on tilt. I mean, I'm assuming you'll hear from me at least on that episode. Yes. Beyond um, that one, I'm not. Uh, but unfortunately, Sorry. Brian, this is the end of your tournament run. Thank you so oh. much uh, for being a patron and for coming on the show. Uh, whatever you would love to plug, please do so now. Um, I thank you guys. I mean, you guys always put on a good show. Um, timely. I mean, inquisitive, fun. Like it's got everything that you need. Um, I will say, um, yeah, like I said, I am based in Hartford, Connecticut. If you're ever in the area, check out Bar Rated Entertainment. We do trivia, we do music games, we have some um, combat sports games coming up soon. I uh, can't really talk much about it until I know more about it. And um, also, every Monday, you can go to YouTube and see us on Dine In and Win. Type in Dine In and Win, you'll see it um, seven, 6 o'clock Eastern time. Where we do a little trivia there, and uh, you can win a gift card to a place that's locally in Connecticut. And if you don't live out here, it'd be really hard to get delivery for them. <laughs> but you can still get it, and you can just say that you won. <laughs> All right. Well, that's Adam, and I'm John. This was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast, or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head-to-head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. Hey, everybody. I'm Tim. And I'm Dean. And we're the hosts of Talking Back. We're a retro-based podcast covering movies, comics, video games, and more. Check us out every Monday where we hit the rewind button and dig into some of our favorite content from the past. We like to keep things fun, lighthearted, and informative. Do you feel like you need more nostalgia in your life? Then check out Talking Back. We're available everywhere podcasts are found.